Hey, what's going on everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson and I would like to welcome you back to When He Speaks Erotica. This is a podcast where I explore the intoxicating powers of love, relationships, and sex. And this is all from my perspective. So please, let me invite you to experience the journey with me as I try to awaken your innermost thoughts. Right, let me let me touch on this before I get into the podcast. Um, I've been away for a while. I uh, went into the hospital June 28th for walking pneumonia, and from June 28th to August 5th of this year, I was in the hospital, and it was a crazy experience. Like every day, there was just something going on. And um, I'm all right now. It took a while for me to recover. You know, it did some some damage to some other places, but overall, I'm 99% back to where I used to be. Um, I want to say this. It's important that we get ourselves checked out. It's important that we make sure that we are healthy as we age. The walking pneumonia situation just came out of nowhere. It's, you know, it, it pretty much scared the shit out of me. Because I've never, I've always been a healthy man. So to to be in a hospital and unable to get up to go to the restroom, that was difficult for me. And my belief in God, my faith in God, was one of the things that got me through that situation. So all, to all the people who, who knew about it, who, you know, sent cards and get well letters and, you know, flowers, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, I'm one of those people who kind of like keep things to themselves. So um, just going through that situation, you know, it, it was difficult. But uh, I'm good now. I'm back. And the hardest thing for me to do was get comfortable to talk on the, to talk, you know, on a podcast again, because mentally I was like fucked up. There would be times I would like log in to 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 do the podcast, but I couldn't because I kept second guessing myself. I kept wondering if I was gonna sound like I was sick, you know. But um, I finally got to a point where I was like, you know, it's time to do it again. And let me say this: I know I speak this often but for the people who listen to my podcast when I'm not broadcasting that's that's incredible love there's as a, as a content creator there's nothing more positive to know that people still fuck with you when you're not at the top of your game or when you're not present when you're not doing anything and that's one of the reasons why, because after I went to the hospital, I was like, you know what? I'm giving up the podcast. I'm just going to, like, take care of me. But the thing was, once we got past the the uh, walking pneumonia situation and, you know, a couple other things that was going on with me, I realized that it was just temporary. You know, I was just going through something. And I, could, I, I couldn't let that stop what I was doing prior to me going to the hospital on the 28th of uh, June. 
So um, once I got to a point that my head was back in the right place, and I felt like, you know, it was time to do the podcast. So without me going any more deep into what happened, um, I'm going to go ahead and get started. And I hope you like the topic and the question. I might be a little rusty. I haven't done it for a while, but just bear with me. But um, I think I got two interesting um, topics to uh, touch on. So please do me a favor. Sit back, relax, chill, do what it is that you do. And I'll be right back with my question. So the question of the night is, how do pushing sexual boundaries boost intimacy and connection? I thought about this when I was laying in the hospital because there was no no sex. There was no nothing. I was was frail. I lost weight and I I lost the, the energy. You know, and um, a lot of stuff go through your mind. So I'm like, a good topic to talk about was boosting intimacy and connection. And what was funny was uh, one of the guys in the room with me, I, had, I think I had like four different people, uh, um, not at the same time, but different times, come in, leave, come in, come, leave, come in, leave. And, um, one guy was an uh, older guy. Him and his girl was going back and forth on the phone, and I can pretty much hear her giving him the business, letting him know, look, I, I, I hear that you, because uh, he, he was from a, a small country town, so word got around that he was in the hospital, and he was called, I, I, would, I would listen to him call different women and be like, well, yeah, baby, I'm in the hospital and, you know, I don't know what's going on and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he got back to his girlfriend. So his girlfriend was like, <laughs> she said, you're not, we don't have a strong intimate, we don't have a strong intimate chemistry no more. So why in the fuck are you talking to these other women? Are you trying to drive me to someone else? And I was like, wow. Hey, and he didn't, you know, he was like, baby, 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 baby. And she wasn't trying to hear that shit. You know? Um, and, and, I, and I think he pushed her to that, that thing where she needed sex. I mean, she was in there, she was, to me, it came across that she was in, in it for the long run. She was with him, even though he was sick and couldn't probably, you know, do his business, she was there. But then, how you gonna, you know, want me to be there for you when you're sick, and you not, you not, we we're not having sex, or we're not as intimate. So I was wondering what could boost their their intimacy and their connection. Are they done? Has she got to a point where she's fed up? Because he's lacking in the in the skills in the bedroom and, and and he's still talking to other chicks, making her feel like 
she's just part of the team and not the main girl. So I have a crazy thought process. And when you're laying in the bed for days, nights, your mind just, (laughs) your mind wanders. And my mind was like from left to right, back, front, north, east, south, west. It was everywhere. I thought about any and everything. I wrote stuff down. I I logged stuff into my mental archive just to to talk about when I got out of the hospital. And like I said, it took me a minute to get to this point to want to, you know, do a podcast. But then the good thing was I had notes like napkins and and little sticky pads that I wrote certain shit down. So when I got out, I just kind of like put some stuff together. And this was one of the topics. Um, intimacy and connection are, are essential ingredients in any healthy relationship. For many couples, exploring and pushing sexual boundaries can help booster these elements and deepen the emotional and physical bond between partners. While the ideal of exploring sexual boundaries may seem like it's hard or, or some taboo, it's that, con- it's that type of conversation that, you know, couples should have, in my opinion, to, to, to strengthen the, the relationship. Because when you're pushing sexual boundaries, it, can, it, it comes in many forms, such as, you know, trying new positions, exploring different types of intimacy, being more open, you know, sitting down and having a, a conversation where both parties are on the same page. But the key to a, to a success, the, the key to successful boundary pushing is communication, trust, and mutual respect. And that was the thing that was lacking in that couple's, to me, relationship. It was bad communication. She wasn't trusting him. And to a certain point, she felt like she wasn't getting the mutual respect that she was giving him. Because, you know, it's this thing with couples who are willing to have an open and honest conversation about their desires and boundaries will create what you call a, a that, that space of feeling safe and exciting. You, you bring excitement back to the relationship. Understanding consensual sexual exploration. This takes many forms. From trying positions and, and 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 not only different positions but different levels of, of sex. You may have someone who's kinky, whereas the other partner is like, nah, you're not gonna urinate on me or you're not gonna tie me up and and handcuff me. Um the key is to approach each new experience with an open mind. Because if you don't have an open mind and a willingness to, to, to make your partner happy or to elevate the relationship or the, the uh, situation, then there's no communication. You, you, you're, you're lacking in communication. You're lacking in an unwilling... Um, you're not willing to go that extra mile for your partner. And even if you're not willing to go the extra mile for your partner, let them know. Say, hey, this is a little bit too much for me. I love you, but you're not going to stick blah, blah, blah into me 
or you're not going to stand over me and, and, and do your business. That's not going to happen. I love you, but I don't love you like that. So communication needs to be throughout the whole process. And I think for most people, communication in your relationship don't always have to be verbal. You can hold hands, you can walk up to your partner and give them a hug and just express how much you love them, you know? But you have to have a constant um, communication throughout your relationship. And it may not be every day, but it has to be enough where both partners feel satisfied and feel like the other is being hurt. Um, one benefit for pushing sexual boundaries is that it helps couples break out that sexual rut. Like that color purple everyday Mr. Get on top of Sealy type situation. Who wants that? Now there's some who, who, who want to have the lazy, who want to get the lazy nut, bust the lazy nut, and lay on top or, you know, lay, both, both uh, individuals lay on their side and just go back and forth until, you know, till they have an orgasm and go to sleep. A lot of people want that. But then you got some people who, who are in their peak, who are at their peak. You got some people who feel like there's more to me than just a lay, just me laying on my side and just, you know, having sex. I need to explore the, the, the unknown. I need you to take a hot, um, a hot, uh, that, you know, take a, get a knife and put it in, a, in, a, in some fire and take the point and stick me with it. I need to be choked. <laughs> I need for you to pee on me. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Normally I don't like to tell stories, but the first time someone said, hey, could you pee on me? I'm like, huh? And she was beautiful. She was fucking, she, she looked like the type you would never expect to say that. I was caught off guard, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was stunned, but I couldn't help it because it was the that first time that shit ever happened. I didn't like, I didn't, you know, I was young. It was just one of those things where it was like, whoa, did this chick just ask me to pee on her? So as I'm pulling out my... <laughs> as I'm pulling myself out of the PR, you know, it was like, I'm looking down at her, you so nasty, but I like your pretty ass, you know? Anyway, I'm sorry I, I went into that, but um, yeah, that's one of those, that's one of those things where um, you're pushing the boundary. It, it, it don't get pushed no more than that. You know, um, a lot of people, are, uh, you know, can't even process the thought of someone actually doing that to it. But there's some people who, who, who really, you know, that's their get down. So anyway, um, and with that, you got to have trust in a motherfucker. I got to trust. I, nah, nah, I ain't let nobody, you know do all that to me, but had I had that mindset, I would have to I would have had to have trust in that person to know, hey, 
okay, I like you, and and you can do that, but you know, I'm trusting you to keep this shit between me and you, or I'm trusting you, you know, not to take this and 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 think that this is going to happen. Is you have to have mutual trust. You have to build that that trust through through uh, what is it? vulnerability. Because when you step out of your comfort zone, it, it, it can be a, a great way to nurture trust in the relationship and magnify some type of closeness. Because when both people are brave enough to show uh, what vulnerability, a, a safe place exists between them. And it, and, and it also express, it also gives you an opportunity to express yourself without judgment. Because here I am, you know, here it is, someone is, is asking me to do something that I think that's not cool, but I was curious. But she, she got to a point where she, she was in, the com- in, a, in a comfort zone to let me do that. So you have to, you have to build on that closeness, you know? Because when you show that vulnerability, it, it, it makes it easy to, to, it makes it easy for people to express themselves without the judgment. This also builds emotional bonds and lets us explore our partners in a world. Learning that genuine, learning what genuinely, genuinely makes them feel alive. Now I'm not going to say peeing on somebody makes you feel alive, but it is on some different shit. It is on some like, whoa. Oh, you like that? Okay, okay. Um, I heard about it, but you know, I ain't never done it. But okay, if that's what you want. <laughs> so don't be afraid to try something new. Um, navigate boundaries with respect. Explore sex together. Exploring sex together is, is thrilling. And uh, intimidating. The key is to always talk and respect each other's boundaries and never pressure each other into doing anything that the other don't want. The other don't want. It's the best way to find new ways to connect, accept each other's differences, and explore areas that you haven't ventured into before. You'll soon create an atmosphere of trust that will bring you closer together than ever before. Now to wrap this up. When it comes to intimacy, pushing sexual boundaries can be the gateway to a deeper understanding of our partner's desires and needs. With an open mind and an adventurous spirit, spirit, we can explore unfamiliar territories and find ourselves in richer, more fulfilling connections. Reframing discomfort as curiosity and leaning into the unknown can lead us to a path of great connection and satisfaction. In short, push your boundaries. You might surprise yourself. And on that note, I'll be right back with my topic of the night. All right, my topic for tonight empowering women to make their partners feel heard and valued. Once again, empowering women to make their partners feel heard and valued. Now, in this day and age, we have a lot of women who 
who have that power, but are unable to to recognize that they have the power, or choose to to uh, use the power in a, in a more unfulfilling way, where the man is feeling unfulfilled, and you question why men cheat and why men do this and why men have Instagram accounts and why men have a private backup phone because you're not doing your part. And I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. I I really don't um, care because from what I've seen in the last, what, three to four years is, is disappointing. And I always say this lady, it's not just you, it's men too. Me included. But this is my podcast and it's coming from my perspective and I'm talking about something that I feel that, you know, needs to be said. When it comes to a man having a woman who has the power to make her man feel wanted and heard. Women, you have the power to create meaningful relationships and foster strong connections between you and your partner. And you do this by actively listening to your man. Because when you do this, you, 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 you show that you truly understand your husband, your partner. You validate that man and you appreciate his feelings. Showing your man respect, acknowledging his thoughts and ideas and considering his opinion on matters is invaluable. Is invaluable is very invaluable. Doing so allows him to feel heard and valued and appreciated. And it also strengthens the bond between you. So ladies, recognize the power of communication and use it to your fullest potential. It's the key factor for your for a successful relationship. Introduction to emotional quality. Too often, conversations about emotional well-being within a relationship is focused on the woman's needs and not the man. This creates a false assumption that men do not require empathy or validation in their relationship. However, nothing can be further from the truth. Emotional quality is essential in any healthy relationship, regardless of gender. This means providing an equal exchange of emotional support, understanding, so both partners feel heard and validated. Empathy and kindness are a two-way street. And when it comes to relationship, men deserve just as much as women. Hear me again, ladies. Men deserve just as much as you do. Now, I don't know why that's such a problem. I, okay, let me, let me change that. Let me rephrase, rephrase that. I think somewhere along the line, when it came to romance relationships and um, men and women um, making it known that um, they love the person that they're with or they value the person that they're with, that got lost. Now, I don't know exactly where it got lost at, but I can guess. And 
I don't think it's coming back. Now, you, you, no, let me change that. You have some relationships where it still exists or where two people can meet and they can build towards that. I believe that. I totally believe that two people can build, build, to a, build towards a relationship where the man is valued and heard or where the man feel like he's an He's equal as far as receiving, he should be receiving attention, love, respect, loyalty, and all that. Just like a woman wants. But it's real. Each day it gets, it, it, it gets to a point where it's almost like the dinosaur is about to become extinct. I was talking to uh, two of my kids the other day, and we was talking about, well, they was, they called me for my birthday. And when I was their age, I saw things a whole lot different than what I see now. So when I talk to them, I try not to come off as too preachy. But I also want them to know that the stuff that I'm talking to them about, I've been there. So I try to get them to a point, get them to understand, hey, if you see things from this perspective or if you try to do something in this manner, then you may not have too many obstacles or situations you may incur that you would have to deal with. If you do things a little bit differently than what I did when I was your age, or if you see it a little bit differently, you know. And and that's that's one of the best things I like about being a parent now, because I can you know, like they say, like I say, they say I'm a little too preachy. I talk too much, and it's crazy because I don't do that much talking. But you know, um, it, it, it's like sharing that knowledge, sharing that wisdom. You know, and both of them say, you know what? That it's funny you said it because now I'm at that point where I'm starting to see things you were saying to me, and that's just like okay, you know. Now you get it. So. I didn't mean to go into that, but it was just something that was on my mind. Um, emotional quality is essential in any healthy relationship, regardless of gender. This means providing equal change of emotion and support, understanding so both partners feel heard and validated. Empathy and kindness are two-way, are two-way streets, and when it comes to the relationship, men deserve just as much as women. Just as much as women. Understanding your partner's perspective. Creating a, a, a safe atmosphere for your partner to express themselves is essential. Employ active listening techniques, validate, validating their feelings and experiences as they share them with you. When someone comes and sits down and says, hey, I need to talk to you. And if that person is not the type of person who does that, trust me. They believe in you. Trust me when I say they feel like they are comfortable enough to tell you what's going on. Because it's very hard, especially for men, to say, hey, baby, there's something I need to sit down and talk to you about. Whatever it is. Because we're so closed up. We we don't know how to express ourselves. A lot of us was never taught to, to have a conversation or to sit down and talk to your parents and, and feel like you can say what's on your mind. And as you get older, it, it, it transitioned to that same thing. I'm unable to speak to my partner because I don't know how to, or I wasn't, um, I never had that type of situation where I could talk to someone, or I've never been with someone who made me feel comfortable enough to talk to them. 
Now we can have sex all day. We can go to Disney World all day. We can go to Vegas all day. But to sit down and talk and express my feelings as a man, girl, get out of here. What you want me to be? You want me to be old soft ass motherfucker? That's the first thing to come to our mind. Instead of thinking, you know what, this person is here for me. This person is someone who I can count on, who who would stand ten toes up for me. It's hard to, to, to do that or to feel comfortable with someone when you don't know how to. As you listen, cultivate intimacy and compassion for your partner. Seek to understand the emotions that are expressing, that they are expressing without judgment or criticism. Taking the time to do this leads to a more open communication and mutual understanding. And ultimately, paving the way for a deeper connection between each of you. Celebrating vulnerability. Now, that's one of the ones that kind of like, uh, that uh, sticks out with me, is celebrating vulnerability. Uh, most men I know have been taught to suppress their emotions and remain, you know, stoic in the face, in, in the face of adversity. We're taught from shit, little boys, not to cry, not to let nobody see us cry. Stand on your own like a man. Stop acting like a bitch. <laughs> so as we grow older, that we take on that same mindset, and it's and, and, it, and it's more difficult because as an older man. You're not going to let that happen. You're not going to let nobody punk you. You're not going to be all, hey, baby, you know, I need to. Nah. If a true man going to be like, yo, you know, what's up? I got us or, or we good or don't worry about it. They're not going to fall into that, what they think, trap and say, hey, I just feel like I need to talk to you. Because a lot of men think that they women gonna look at them as soft. They're gonna look at them as this bitch ass motherfucker talking about he need to talk. Cause there's some women who will make you feel like you ain't shit because you have, because men have, you know, uh, feelings. Or men have emotions. It is essential to embrace vulnerability and emotional expression. Displaying strength through intimacy and kindness. So we should celebrate vulnerability by offering words of affirmation and compliments to our partner and actively involving them in decision-making processes. In doing so, we can create a enriching atmosphere to where both parties feel respected and valued. Stepping out of your comfort zone and, and you have when you step out of your comfort zone, you have to recognize the power of vulnerability. Like I said, a lot of men don't can't can't recognize that. They have to get to a point. They have to be with someone who can help them understand there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. I'm not gonna look at you as soft. I'm not gonna make you feel like you know you can't be the man in the house because you're vulnerable sometimes. When you fall short, when you down, I'm supposed to be the one to help you 
get back to the point or hold it down until you're able to get back to that point. Breaking ginger stereotypes. Let's take a break. It's time to break the traditional gender norm and stereotype. We, we, we got to get away from that. We have to challenge these expectations by questioning and redefining what gender roles can look like. I think we have to work towards a more equitable uh, division of labor in our household, strive for fairness and balance in the household chores and responsibilities. If I'm going to cut the grass, then you're going to wash the dishes. If you're going to wash the dishes, I'm going to cut the grass. I'm sorry. If you're going to, if I'm going to wash the dishes, you cut the grass. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and if you don't cut all the grass, I come out there and help you. If I don't wash all the dishes and dry them, you come and dry them and, and put them up for me. It's, you have to have that type of flexibility. You have to have that, that mindset. Okay, you're going to do this. I'm going to do that. But if you fall short, I'm going to come through and help you and vice versa. You have to encourage each. You have to encourage your partner to prioritize emotional well-being through self-care practices. The goal is to create meaningful partnerships rooted in respect and mutual care. It's time to take a stand and start breaking these damn gender stereotypes. And to bring this to a head, wrap it up. Let's remember that fostering emotional equality. In relationships is a shared responsibility by empowering women to create spaces that allow their partners to feel seen and valued. We can promote healthier, healthier, and more fulfilling connections. So please remember, emotional quality is the foundation for lasting love and understanding. And on that note, I'm going to end the podcast, the first podcast I've done since June, I believe. Um, felt good. Um, I got my point across, and I want to say um, thank you to each and everyone who supports the podcast. Continue to listen to podcasts, and please um, know that I appreciate each and every one of you who supports me. And on that note, I'll talk to you next week, and take care of yourselves. Peace.